exactly why I needed to come here. Just everything that it's showing me, expanding my mind, opening my mind. And so I think just everything with the intuition is just take it slow, take it little by little. And slowly the universe, if we want to say it in a sense, but the universe will start showing you and giving you positive feedback when you follow that intuition, which has happened to me with tiny little things in so many aspects of my life. Amigos, welcome back to another episode of the Journey of Pursuit podcast. Today's guest is my friend Rocio. Rocio and I actually met here in Madrid. We were invited to this gathering in El Retiro, which is a park here in Madrid. If you ever come visit, that is one of the top places I say you have to go because it is absolutely stunning no matter what time of year. It's beautiful in all its ways. Before we dive into the episode with Rocio, I want to quickly say thank you so much to everyone that showed up to the live performance I did via Zoom this past Sunday. It was so fun getting to share my original music and share a little bit more about the behind the scenes of the words, of the lyrics that I write. I hope to do more of these. And if you're like, wait, I didn't even know this was happening, then you should definitely sign up to my newsletter. You can find it on www.drealopez.com. This does have the Ian Lopez and you can sign up there. Or you can check out the links below in the show notes, or you can also visit my Instagram at Lopez without the Ian Lopez and click the link in my bio. We were actually sitting next to one another and everyone that came to this gathering brought something for the middle of the blanket because it was a picnic type thing and she brought this beautiful carrot cake like i'm actually telling you it was beautiful like it had these beautiful flowers on it and i was like where is this from and i kid you not that is the place that i have most ordered from here in madrid in my uber eats app if you ever visit, you should also go check them out. They are called Post Data. I will put a link below. And they have incredible vegan, healthy snacks and foods. And even though I'm no longer vegan, I'm still such a sucker for a good, healthy, baked good. And I love that this shop has gluten-free, dairy-free options. And it just honestly tastes so good. Rocio and I instantly clicked and I honestly cannot remember who invited who first to a cafecito just to like catch up and get to know each other more but there was something about our first friend date that we just instantly clicked like we had a lot of things in common we were super into health and wellness and this whole world of self-development as you know I moved to Madrid not knowing really anyone here except my cousin so having a friend that was in the same kind of headspace as me was such a game changer. Rocio is an integrative nutrition coach behind the brand una con vida, meaning one with life in Latin. She is specialized in plant-based nutrition and somatic work, believing in our body's infinite wisdom and ability to heal itself. She currently offers one-on-one coaching, plant-based cooking lessons, workshops, and caterings with the purpose of guiding people to nourish their minds and bodies consciously to achieve better health. I absolutely loved this conversation because when I was editing this episode, I really truly felt like we were just at a coffee shop, her and I, and this is what we would be talking about. So I guess welcome to one of our friend dates. Please welcome Rocio to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Rocio. Hello, thank you for having me. I had given an intro at the beginning of this episode talking a little bit about your purpose, which is to guide others on their own journey towards better health. And I want to get into that. What made this your purpose? What was it that called you to start doing this for others and for yourself? I think everything related to purpose, there is not necessarily like one single event that says, okay, it's this. But I think it's just when you look back in your life, just little things that kind of guide you and take you towards it. Like I remember 
when I was a little girl, like I would say even 11 or 12, um, I started taking an interest on nutrition. Like for example, I would start eating more fruits instead of desserts. And that's for an 11 or 12 year old, that's not normal. I was involved in a lot of different sports and everything. So that kind of started with the nutrition aspect. And then I think when I moved to LA, I was so used to home cooking. I was used to my mom's food. I was used to everything. And so when I moved there and the quality of the food was completely different to what I was used to, it sparked my interest even more and took me down the whole health and wellness hole. I think that's, LA is such a city. It's very open in all aspects to that. But I think what really sparked me and said, okay, this is what I want to do was during a kind of difficult time in my life. I had just gone through a breakup. I was super profound. I think it was just the first time that I really faced everything that I had inside. I took the time to just look inside, look deeply. I had just graduated. I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew I didn't want to stay in the US. I moved back to Spain and I was just in such a gray headspace and working with a life coach. She actually, the whole program, discovering your purpose and looking back and all these different things, it led me to this thing of being like, wow, I really do have such a huge interest in health. It's something that I naturally gravitate towards the nutritional aspect, but then also incorporating everything that I was learning spiritually as well with like my whole spiritual transformation going through this moment of darkness let's say in my life and just seeing that change in me and how that helped me and it literally just gave me no other option than being like wow I want this information I'm learning to be able to get to the most amount of people possible or to whoever needs to hear this message right now so that just started my path down towards this the coaching industry and the coaching and my coaching business there's some similarities there in your story with my story. Like I got really into more of what I feel like I'm meant to do because of a breakup also. Like I went through a breakup and the same thing happened where I was so in my feels that I really just wanted to heal myself. I wanted to be my best self. I wanted to work on my mindset. I wanted to work on my career, on my fitness. Like everything became clear after just being so hurt from that relationship. So I can definitely relate to that what's something that you've learned maybe through that process or even now that you've been working with clients and doing the one-on-one coaching what's something that you feel anyone can start doing right now for their healing journey no matter where in their journey they are what's something that they can do now either an exercise or something that you think could help yeah I love that because I know that many times when I do start talking about this, the people who aren't that into the self-development world and everything, they just look at you like, whoa, this is so much. I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to begin. Everything that you're saying is, you know, because then once you start getting into it, it's okay. I'm starting to look at subconscious things and healing trauma and everything. And so just the easiest thing was the practice that initiated me towards listening to my intuition and really following this path is journaling. I know you mentioned this book as well, but this book is the same one that it completely changed my life. The Artist Way by Julia Cameron completely changed my life. And in that book, she talks about morning pages, three morning pages, first thing when you wake up. And it's just such a powerful tool to start listening to your intuition, listening to that voice inside of you that's guiding you and just taking out anything, even just sorting out your thoughts, taking out anything that you feel inside of you. So I would say, Anyone who's starting to get into the world, even if it's weird to think of, okay, what am I going to write on three pages? Just do it. Show up for yourself. It's easy. It won't take more than 20, 30 minutes. And it really just opens up such a huge pathway and journey within. That book 
really changed. I mean, I was always a journal person. I've been journaling my whole life. Like seriously, I shouldn't say my whole life because I really started when I was like 11. But it was it's something that has been a practice in my life since that time, like since I was 11 years old. And this book made me just see how I could take my practice to a new level. And something in that book that I feel like really stuck with me was the fact that she tells you not to look at anything you wrote for a while. So you're just writing those three pages, like just without stopping. You can't edit anything. You can't stop. It's just like, even if you're stopping, you have to write like, I need to stop. I don't want to know. I don't know what I need to write, whatever. And when she makes you go back and read what you wrote, that for me was when I was like, oh, wow. Because I used to do the same thing. Like you were saying, I totally agree that this is an exercise people can do if they are either beginning their journey or if they need something new in their healing journey. This has been a practice that I myself as well have used to heal me and to just see different parts of my life, like how you change. Because I think when you write, um, you're letting go of things, you're putting things on paper, and you also bring a lot of things to your life. If there's something that you're wanting, if there's something that you are trying to figure out, discover, writing it out can help you figure that whatever that thing is out. But the reading them back is when I feel like you see certain parts of yourself you didn't realize you were experiencing or you know what you were going through especially if it's years behind this is something I did before I read the book I actually did this with my therapist at one point after that big breakup that I was talking about I went to a therapist and she told me she's like you're a writer you write in your journal all the time why don't you go back to those journals the journals that you were writing in when you were in that relationship go back to those journals and see what you wrote when you were in the middle of that. And that is when I was like, wow, it's so crazy. You don't realize. You don't realize like how stuck you were, how unhappy you were. You don't realize what you were trying to tell yourself. You don't realize like all these different things your body was going through, your mind was going through. So I had been doing that for some time. But then the morning pages that she talks about was this whole other exercise of like, just writing whatever you wanted and then going back to your pages and seeing who you what you wrote yeah it's crazy and I remember reading the book she mentions a lot about how really just a lot of times when we have conversations with people or even our parents or friends or family or partner whoever it is we there is a certain amount of filter that we do have and there's just a lot of times we won't show that 100% or we're feeling something and we'll say it, but there's something inside that we keep to ourselves. So the way that she explains it is really just take this space as no one's going to read it, make sure that nobody reads it. So you can just fully be honest with yourself. And it's a way to just, it allows you to confront everything that you're feeling inside. And that's why it's hard at the beginning. And that's why she even mentions, and I tell my clients, sometimes it's look like, it will be difficult. Sometimes you won't even want to write because you don't want to, you don't want to hear what your body or what your intuition is telling you at the moment and that's okay but to really just continue doing this it creates that safe space for you to start allowing your body your mind to start telling you and to start speaking to you in certain aspects and it's what you're saying a lot of times through healing journeys or self-development journeys we can get lost and think that we're not progressing or, or we still feel a certain way but when you start looking back and you read those just the way that you were writing even or about yourself or about some certain topic and you look back and you can really just see the amount of progress and be like, wow, the headspace that I was in 
two years ago or whatever compared to how I am in now you can't even compare yeah that exercise of going back I think is something that time and time again has helped me also figure out some patterns right so like in in my old journals in that relationship that was toxic that I was talking about before that I went through that breakup I would write when I was in that relationship and I would write certain like good things, bad things, like good days, bad days, my feelings, whatever. And when I went back after that relationship and looked at what I wrote to really see my growth, because my therapist had recommended that, I saw my patterns of one day I would write like, this is a great relationship. (laughs) And then the next day I would write, why am I in this? And then the next day I'm like, this is awesome. And then the next day again, what is happening? And you don't realize it when you're in it, but then when you're going back and you're reading what you wrote, you realize what you were feeling, the patterns you were stuck in, maybe things that were also just you're doing in the sense of you you didn't get yourself out of that or whatever it might have been. So I think this practice is, it's a practice that I think keeps on giving. Yeah. And I think it's incredibly important to also note that when you do start reading these past versions of yourself or yeah, the, these past timelines that you were in to just see it in a way of compassion, not judgment towards yourself and being like, whoa, I can't believe I even was in that mental state or being embarrassed of it. But especially with the whole coaching that I do, it's very just transpersonal and opening yourself up to your spirituality and opening yourself up to it, really accepting the core of who you are and living in alignment with your truth that really one of the main things with that is accepting the person that you were that person that was writing that I remember for me I would just I would feel super guilty like everything I would put the blame on myself I would put the blame on myself and that just started creating such a negative relationship with my inner confidence in myself that at the beginning I was like I can't believe I even let myself do that how could I get in that point and I would just be just battling or afraid to accept that was me. But now taking it with a different perspective and be like, no, thank you. Like, I feel so much deep compassion towards that person who then decided to really go on a deep spiritual and healing journey and get to where I am today and being accepting of it and being okay with it and loving her as well. That's such an important point, the compassion part of it when you're reading it, because it can be hard to read the things that you have gone through or you didn't realize you were going through and then you're reading them back and you're in a different place. So I think that's so key to be so compassionate with yourself and patient with yourself and loving towards yourself when you're reading it because it can be hard. It can be a hard process. I definitely agree with what you said. I kind of want to touch upon something you had mentioned before when you were talking about how it helped you tune in with your intuition as well. And I think that's something so key as creatives, as entrepreneurs, as young women, following your intuition is probably one of the most important things and skills you can develop because sometimes you can lose that connection with your intuition. So can you talk a little bit about what that's been like for you? I know that you have also been like me in the sense of following your intuition to move across country, to move to another country. You're very much, we're very similar in that sense. So can you talk a little bit about that? What has that been like for you, following your intuition? Yes, I think especially at the beginning of this whole journey, you start hearing about intuition and then you don't even know what it is or you don't know if it's really your intuition or if it's just something else. And I remember at the beginning, I would be like, 
yeah, I would just wonder, I'd be like, is this my intuition or is this something else? Like I, what really is my intuition? I was just super confused. I would hear about this word all the time, but I think just the more and more, and especially, I think this is what the morning pages and writing in my journal every day gave me is the more and more that you go through life and the more and more that you just start testing different things and seeing the impact that it has after so for example I remember last year intuition told me go to Indonesia nobody needs to do this to completely change their life or anything but I was like you know what like I've been wanting to go for so long my friends don't want to come with me yet they're saying next year next year and I'm like you know what I want to go book my tickets and then I remember being on the flight super scared and then after like when I ended up extending my trip I stayed almost two months and just that I remember having a point sitting on the beach, looking at the ocean, crying of joy and being like, wow, this is exactly why I needed to come here. Just everything that it's showing me, expanding my mind, opening my mind. And so I think just everything with the intuition is just take it slow, take it little by little. And slowly the universe, if we want to say it in the sense, but the universe will start showing you and giving you positive feedback when you follow that intuition which has happened to me with tiny little things in so many aspects of my life. I so agree. I feel the same way. I think when you follow that intuition, it surprises you in ways that you didn't even realize it could surprise you. I remember when I had the hunch of going from Miami to LA, I was so scared. I was terrified. I remember crying on the plane being like, what? did I just do? I am leaving my hometown. I'm leaving my friends. I'm leaving my family. What is going to happen? I have no idea. And I remember getting there so afraid and then just trusting that there's a reason why I followed my intuition there. And then being so surprised, like I got to meet so many incredible people. I got a job. I was able to write music and all these different things that I feel like that's what the my intuition was saying and like you were saying you just have those moments of alignment like you're just joyful that you were trusting in yourself to be able to take that leap because it's a quote-unquote a risk right in the sense of you don't know what's gonna happen it's so unsure and the same thing happened moving to Madrid and now I'm going to another continent like what where am I what am I doing but it was one of those the same thing something is telling you to go so just go. So I think for people that are listening to the podcast and they maybe have a hunch for something, I've said this in other podcast episodes, but I love that you're also saying it in the sense of you have to follow it. And just by following it, you will be surprised. You'll get something in return, something that's probably far greater than anything you'll expect. Completely. I completely agree with everything you're saying. A quote that I love is beyond fear is magic. I think a lot of times our intuition is so strongly telling us to do something, but our mind or our ego gets in our way and says, no, you can't do this because I don't know, you're not old enough or you don't have enough professional expertise or you don't have this. But once you really learn how to transcend all of that, trust your gut and take that decision, there's so much reward that comes after. And what you're saying of literally being in moments of pure joy and yeah, just pure internal joy and being so in alignment and that feeling once you start finding these little pockets and these little feelings, it's there's no going back. There's really no going back. 
And I think something else to add to this is that when you keep following your intuition, it gets more and more clear. Like it gets, it talks to you. It's maybe sounds like a little weird, but it does. It just tells you like, okay, you did this. Now this is the next step. And you get just better at understanding to hear yourself. Like I'm hearing yourself. Okay, what what is my intuition really saying to me now? Because if you keep trusting it, if you keep following it, it just gets bigger and it just gets louder and it's a great companion. This sounds so odd, but it really is. It's something I have experienced myself in my journey as well. I have really similar situations like you were just saying that you on the beach of just like feeling that joy, feeling that alignment. I've had that so many times walking the streets of Madrid where I'm alone, completely alone. Like I am alone with my headphones or no headphones and just with a coffee and walking and thinking sitting at a coffee shop and writing and I don't want to be anywhere else like I am perfectly there and I would have never had those moments if I hadn't said I'm just gonna go and see and a lot of answers come to you also when you when you keep feeding it you keep letting it tell you what to do where to go yes and going off of that I think one of the big things that helped me personally is human design So I've been getting very deep into the topic I've been incorporating into my coaching calls as well, but really understanding how your intuition speaks to you, because there are different sacral responses. And once you do understand, like, for example, for me, it's just a feeling in the gut. So it's a feeling that my gut says, yes, like an extreme full body, yes, or it says, I don't know, or there's doubt. And that for me is a no, but learning and taking these uh, these steps more and more it's what you're saying signs start showing up all the time like I think I mentioned when I haven't mentioned on the podcast but I told you but I'm going to Costa Rica for three months in May and that was a decision that scared me <laughs> to death it scared me so much but I remember that once I opened my idea to be like okay you know what I might be going to Costa Rica I remember I think I told you that I would always take a road to work and I never once looked at the street name in my life I probably went down that road I don't know like 50 60 70 times every single day and literally the day after that I decided that Costa Rica could be an option I decided to look up at the road and the name of the street was the name of the town that I was looking at in Costa Rica so crazy synchronicities that can start happening once you really start opening yourself up to it and opening yourself up to receiving this information as well I love those stories and those moments because that's happened to me so many times where it like my jaw drops where I'm like, how, what? It's like those moments where it's like magic. Like you were saying, it's just something you could have never guessed, something you could have never thought of gives you that little push, that little sign of, yep, that's the next thing for you or that's what you're going to do now. Something I wanted to talk about now that I know you have also spoken about on your socials But it's this idea of extremes and how any kind of extreme isn't healthy. And being a coach and doing workshops and catering and doing plant-based cooking and you have this whole holistic approach to this healing journey, what are your thoughts on extremes? Because I think also if people are just plant-based, maybe they have an extreme of I can't eat anything else or Maybe there's someone that's like sober curious and wants to not have alcohol, but they're in a culture like we're in a culture that in Spain is you're around celebrating, you're around vinitos, you're around all this stuff. So can you talk a little bit about 
extremes and how you talk about those with your clients or your coaching? Yes, I love this question. And it's something I'm so passionate about, especially being in the wellness world. I know a lot of times when people are starting to enter it, they think, okay, if I want to follow a plant-based diet, I need to do, I need to literally cut it off, cut all meat from one day to the next. Or if I want to start going in the gym, I have to start going six days a week. If not, I'm not good enough or I'm not worth it. And so one of the things that I really like to talk about is, and just what my whole coaching revolves around is how can you get back into your body? How can you feel back into your body and really understand what it's telling you to do in each moment? That's going to fluctuate. That's going to change. And the thing with extremes that I find, at least with my own situations and with the people that I've coached or even my friends and family around me is that a lot of times it has to do with some type of internal limiting belief that you might have that is causing you to do this. And so that might be, I'm not good enough, or that might be, I'm not worthy of this. And what I say too, is really just understand your values, understand why you're doing it. And just don't limit yourself to one version of yourself or another thing. Like I always say that your identity is not based around what you're doing. And if you get to a point that you have this incredible routine of waking up at 6am, this, that, but you get to a point that one day you can't do it and you're beating yourself up for it, then that's a sign that's not okay. And so really just restructuring it and getting back to your body and doing it out of a place of love and out of a place of non-attachment, but love for your body and love for your health. But understanding that when you can't do it and life gets difficult or you have less time to do it, you're not going to beat yourself up because you're really doing it out of a place of love and full embodied self-love and not out of some external factor or some type of limiting belief that you may have. Yeah, I think any form of extremes, I think also creates this like restricting feeling that isn't healthy. If this isn't a decision you've made, that's quote unquote healthy for you. Like it's supposed to be something that brings more into your life. But on the contrary, if it's like actually bringing you stress or making you feel like you're not worthy or making you feel like you're less than because you couldn't keep it up or whatever the mentality is, I think that's like loses the purpose of trying something that's going to make you feel better and be better. I have actually learned a little bit more about this idea of extremes now more like being a little older and going through my own things. Like I was plant-based for a while. I was plant-based for a year when I was living in LA. And I remember I, I was really set of doing it and I went too extreme where I was like, I did not allow myself to eat any kind of animal product. And that's unrealistic for someone that is Spanish and also Colombian. Like it's in my culture, in my blood, in my upbringing. And so learning how to make that decision work for me rather than put me in this position where I feel not great has been a great lesson for me. I don't know if you want to maybe talk a little bit about how sometimes these extremes tie in with your culture. Yeah, totally. And one of the big things that I talk about always and I tell my clients is there's so many different types of eating habits. That's just if we focus it on eating, for example, there's so many different types. So for example, we do have our physical nutrition and what we really need. So obviously it's what everyone says, eat more greens, eat more vegetables, more fruits, limit processed foods. But then also there's this whole emotional side, this whole emotional side to food. And especially us two that we're living in Spain, it's really understanding that 
let's say even with meat or something, but there's sometimes our body is going to ask for comfort. And maybe that comfort for us is mashed potatoes that our grandma made when she was very little. And that's totally okay. And that's filling that emotional gap in that moment. And that's okay if you're conscious about it. Same as with drinking culture, which here in Spain, it's just such a way to relate yourself. And it's really important to, yes, if you're trying to cut or limit alcohol and everything, to try to do so in a way that it doesn't isolate yourself. So that's another thing that I really talk about that are your wellness habits or are your self-development practices or habits in the end of the day, isolating yourself? Because it's, I think the most important thing is to understand how you can reestablish the way that you relate to others in a way that doesn't completely cut you off socially or in the culture that you're in, but that also leads you towards this new person that's or these new habits that are really helping you yeah like knowing exactly what it is that you want from this decision if you're if your decision is to cut back on alcohol or cut back on taking meat products or whatever it is knowing why and where you're coming from and having not like a plan in place but it might be helpful to be telling your friends like i'm just going to try this out instead of having that pressure of being a part of something that you're trying to maybe remove yourself a little bit if you're trying to not drink as much or eat meat as much. I think that's something really important that I feel like I have gone through if I'm someone that has never really enjoyed drinking. And so for me, I feel like I have personally put some boundaries and also made very clear intentions with myself of you can have wine. It's not like I'm never going to drink again. It's unrealistic. It's a part of me. It's a part of my culture. I grew up with that. But knowing that I have a limit and that there are certain days where I really want to wake up super early and that's not really going to let me do that. And so having those clear intentions, I think, has really helped me and can help maybe someone else that's listening that might want to be doing those things, might want to take on not drinking as much or not eating meat products as much or whatever the decision is that might help putting some intention behind it and having some clear boundaries with the people that you spend time with. I love what you're saying. And I think it just goes hand in hand with kind of connecting to yourself and really in that situation, ask yourself, am I doing this because I want to do it? Or am I doing it because I'm seeking something externally? So especially with the alcohol and wine, I'm, I have the same philosophy as you. I, the majority of my lifestyle is plant-based. I do eat pretty healthy. I try to limit alcohol, but I'm a person that I'm from Spain. I grew up in Argentina. It's part of my culture. I love meeting up with friends. I love getting a drink. And it's what has really changed me is just sitting myself down before and asking myself, do I want to go because it's filling up this emotional or social aspect that's also so important for our health? Or am I going because I feel lonely and I want to be a part of a social environment, even though I'm not really feeling the need to drink right now. So just really differentiating those two. And from what point are you coming from internally? Can you take us through what it is that you're working on now and what you're looking forward to? So currently, actually on Saturday, I started a new formation. So it's all about transpersonal growth. I'm really getting deep into the realms of subconscious emotions that can be stored in our body as well as ways to heal trauma that might have happened to us in childhood or even generationally so really deep inner child work and yeah creating this formation that 
will help me guide more people in their practices. So I'm definitely looking forward to that right now. I'm going to process, I think that I'm in a much more permit kind of integration process. I feel like last year and in the last couple of months, I've been doing a lot of workshops. I've started these weekly breathwork and meditation sessions here in Madrid. And I've been very sharing of my knowledge and of my information that I feel like now, and especially going into Costa Rica, which I'm going in May, I'm going to get more into an internal process of learning these new tools that are helping so many people and that are helping me integrating them within to then go back and come back to Madrid and share more of my knowledge and share more of all these helpful tools that I'm learning. I can't wait to learn from you. I feel like every time we have a conversation, I learn so much of the things that you're also sharing with the people that are around you or in your workshops or any of the live events that you do here. Thank you so much for being here. Please let my audience know where they can find you. If they want to work with you, they want to have a consult with you, if they just want to follow along for your journey. Yeah, so they can follow me on Instagram. It's at una gumbita, which means one with life. So just everything that we're talking about, that health is so much more than just what's on your plate. And there I have a bunch of different links that they can find to book a discovery call or even just check out my website. I'd love for them to join my journey as well if they resonated with anything that I've been saying. And thank you for giving me the opportunity also to just share my story to potential listeners that resonate with it as well. Yeah, of course. I'm so glad that you came on and that people could get to know you a little bit better and follow along your journey now that they know you're super cool and full of wisdom. Thank you so much. So many good points in this episode. I love it so much. I hope you did too. Here are the takeaways from Rocio's episode. Number one, there isn't necessarily one single event that says, okay, this is your purpose. Little things guide you and take you towards it. Number two, journaling can open a pathway within. Number three, start from where you are. Number four, accept the person that you were. Look at them with compassion. Number five, The more you go through life and the more you start testing things, the more you see the impact it has after. Number six, following your intuition can surprise you in ways far greater than you could ever expect. Number seven, crazy synchronicities start happening once you really start opening yourself up to receiving information. Number eight, don't limit yourself to one version of yourself. Number nine, keep asking yourself, how can you get back into your body? And number 10, health is so much more than what's on your plate. Thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, you can find all the links down below in the show notes, or you can visit www.drealopez.com. This does have the Ian Lopez, and you can go and find the podcast episode there. If you feel called to support this show, please leave us a rate and review, or send me your own feedback at Drea Lopez without the Ian Lopez on my Instagram, or at The Journey of Pursuit, also on Instagram. I'll see you guys next time. Ciao!